You're listening to the Inner Child Podcast. Sometimes we have to be really honest with ourselves and realize, OMG, maybe I'm the common denominator in all of this, and maybe I'm part of the problem. And hey, taking responsibility takes so much courage, and I'm really proud of you for that. So if you're listening and you're ready to stop pointing fingers at others and take control of your own circumstances, pay attention as we dive into the three telling signs that sometimes you're the toxic one. Plus, my call to action at the very end on tips on how to heal this right after this intro. Hi, I'm Gloria Zhang, and after 10 years of struggling in toxic relationships, I attracted the love of my life by healing my inner child. This podcast is your weekly dose of my expertise as a therapist and dating relationship coach for high achievers. Learn tips to overcome low self-worth, emotional baggage, and childhood trauma so that you too can step into your power and attract the love you desire. Welcome to the Inner Child Podcast. Hello, my besties, and welcome back to the Inner Child Podcast. I am your host, Gloria Zhang, and I help high-achieving professionals permanently break the cycle of toxic relationships and find secure love for life through inner child healing. Now, the question for today is something that I get in my DMs all the time, and I really wanted to talk about what to do and how to actually know if you are the toxic one. So I know that some people don't really like the word toxic, Now, this is really just a personal preference. I really like the word because what toxic really means is just that it's harmful to something or someone, which means that we can easily change it if that's the case. And whenever I say the word toxic relationship, everyone just automatically understands what I'm talking about. It's a very universally understood concept. Now, the issue that I believe people have with the word toxic is that it's very easy to throw around when it comes to blaming other people. But what I want all of you to consider is that we are all toxic sometimes. All of us can be toxic in our own relationships, even when we have been doing healing. And without considering the full picture, it's very easy to point fingers at other people all the time. You see, as we're healing from trauma, we actually go through three different phases. We shift from victim to survivor to then thriver. And sometimes we stay in the victim stage a little bit longer than we want to. Now, becoming victim is actually really important through our journey because it allows us to see that the things that happened to us growing up actually wasn't our fault. And so it's a very necessary and empowering first step. However, when we stay in victimhood and we don't allow ourselves to progress into survivor and thriver stages, it's not that it makes it wrong, but it makes it a lot harder for you to feel empowered if you believe and truly feel like you're at the mercy of everything and everyone around you. So I want to share with a story of how I was also in this situation. I have definitely been extremely toxic in a lot of my past relationships In previous episodes, I've talked about my dating app addiction a little bit, about how for almost 10 years, I was just constantly attracting these very emotionally unavailable partners whenever I was looking for people to date. And you probably know the phrase that hurt people hurt people. And what I came to realize was because I was so defensive and hurt 
about all of these people on Tinder that were hurting me, what I ended up doing was I started dating multiple people at once so that I would avoid getting hurt. And guess what? Because I was doing this, spreading myself thin across all these people and dropping people like flies every time they did something that I didn't like, guess what I was turning into and I was behaving the exact same way as the people that were hurting me. And it took such a long time for me to admit this to myself because I thought that my actions were justified, right? I justified it because of the fact that it was coming from a hurt place of, oh, I'm only doing this because I can't trust other people and I can't afford to get hurt. And guess what? That's exactly how those people that were treating me poorly thought as well. And so it provided an explanation as to why I was choosing this coping mechanism, but it didn't make it right because I was still hurting other people the way that those people had hurt me. And for such a long time, it was a very lose-lose situation because even though I got to be right, I got to justify my behavior, it didn't get me any closer to creating a healthy, secure relationship. And it really was until I agreed to take 100% responsibility for everything in my life. That is when things really started to come around. And I would also say that my clients who have been very successful in their work together with me are also the people that have agreed to take 100% responsibility for their own lives. And by the way, if you want more little tips like this, make sure to follow me on Instagram at ByGloriaZang for your daily dose. So now let's dig in and talk about the three signs that you might be the toxic one in your relationships. The first sign, number one, is that you tend to blame other people or external circumstances for the way that things play out. Now, I've been there too, so trust me when I say this, that this really comes from a place of love. I totally understand, and this really is a coping mechanism. It is so much easier to put the blame on other things and not have to look at ourselves and the roles that we might play ourselves in these circumstances. So when it comes to dating, for example, I would pay attention to how you're talking about the types of people that you're dating. Do you tend to make very broad sweeping statements about all men are this way or all women are this way? Or do you even blame dating apps and say, oh, dating apps are the reason why I can't find a secure partner. Dating apps or Tinder or OkCupid is the reason why this is not working out for me you might find that this behavior transitions into other parts of your life as well. So for example, maybe you kind of get a kick out of these public online witch hunts when it comes to, you know, blaming a certain people in the world for things or blaming the economy or blaming a certain celebrity for something. Now, blaming others can feel very good in the moment and even validating, but I can almost guarantee you that it will always lead to lower self-esteem because it means that we don't have to do anything ourselves, right? If we can always put the blame on somebody else. And also it feels very disempowering to always feel like your happiness, your outcome is always in the hands of somebody else, right? As if there's nothing that nothing that we can do about it. And I love to say this quote, that what happened to you as a child was not your fault at all, 100% not your fault. But regardless of that fact, as an adult, 
It is still our responsibility to do the healing. It is still our responsibility to take control of our lives as an adult. All right. So there's a huge distinction there. And if you would even write that down and remember that, you will understand what the difference between the two means. Now, the second sign that you might be the toxic person in the relationship is that if you're really, really honest with yourself, you might realize that you also behave the same way as the people that you might be complaining about. Very similar to the story I told you before, right? Of how I was treating other people the same way as those that were dating me and treating me poorly. So another story time, this is actually about my application process for soulmate. And it's very rare that we say no to somebody. The only time we would really do that is if there's a safety concern, whether to themselves or within a group setting, as you know, soulmate is a group setting. And so keeping that safe and secure in a safe space is extremely, extremely important to me. And unfortunately, a couple of months ago, we did have to say no to an applicant. Quite frankly, the language, the way they were talking to our staff was highly inappropriate. Not wanting to respect my coach's boundaries and my boundaries, I didn't feel that this was a good fit for our program. And of course, we always offer referrals if that's ever the case. This person ended up going on a bit of a smear campaign afterwards, leaving bad reviews on all my pages, saying that we were trying to manipulate them or scam them. And my staff at the time had their own side business, and this person actually found that business and used that to attack me and the podcast. So the reason I'm telling you the story is that it is so easy to justify our own behavior when we're coming from a place of hurt, even if that same behavior is how other people had treated us in the past. And then we're just repeating the cycle of pain. We're just repeating the cycle of hurt over and over again until we decide to put an end to it. If you're listening, then you are a cycle breaker and it is up to us. We have the power to say no to these behaviors and to let it end with us. So the next time that you feel upset about something, instead of defaulting to retaliating or taking revenge or trying to hurt that other person back, take a breath, take a pause, step back and see what does my inner child require of me in this situation? What does my inner child need from me to help them still feel safe despite everything that might be going on in this moment? And you'll have your answer right there. Now let's talk about sign number three, that you might be the toxic one in the relationship. This sign is if you are around other people who also blame external situations. There is that phrase, I forget who quoted this, that we are the average of our five closest people. I think it was Jim Rohn that said this. What it basically means is that the people that you surround yourself by, whether by choice or not, influence you whether you like it or not. This includes your family, your coworkers, your friends. I will say with the coworkers that who you're spending time around at work influences you a lot more than you think because we tend to spend the most hours of the day at work. And even if you're aware of it, that doesn't prevent you from being influenced by it. All right, because we are still absorbing everything around us. So I would think about the people who are currently in your life that you spend the most time with. Do they tend to blame external situations? Now, the worst part is when 
the two of you or the group of you use blame parties or blaming situations as a way to bond. Right. You know what I mean? Where when a bunch of people get together and collectively blame this person or blame that person and it kind of becomes reinforced as a positive thing because this is how you're getting your social needs met. And it's a bit of a dangerous, slippery slope to go down. This is where you see a lot of gossip culture come from at work, right? It's not a very pleasant place to be around because you never know if you're going to be next. Now, if you're single and you're around other single people, I would also pay attention to what types of narratives they are creating around being single. So, for example, I used to be friends with some people that would have very, very nasty things to say about men, right? Calling men pigs, calling men superficial, and everything that was wrong with their dating lives was always the fault of somebody else, right? It was always that man's fault or that guy's fault, it was never her fault somehow, <laughs> even though she seemed to be the common denominator, right? It's very interesting when you listen and you think, oh, it's very interesting how it's always someone else's fault, why things didn't work out the way that you wanted. And if we're not really careful with the information that we expose ourselves to, we start to internalize it as well. And you'll find that you start to talk and use similar language and even use similar mannerisms as the people that you hang out with, right? It's a little bit scary when that happens. It's also possible that you no longer hang out with people like this, but you grew up in a family that had this similar narrative of blaming others. And of course, as we know, with children, a lot of our beliefs are pretty ingrained by the time we're seven to eight years old. And so if your parents spoke this way, or they instilled these types of beliefs in you, then you have unconsciously sucked that all up like a sponge, and you are now walking around in your adult life with these same conditioned beliefs that your parents had put in you as a child. So let's summarize these before we move on to our call to action. The first sign is that you tend to blame other people or external situations for the way things turn out. The second sign is that if you're really, really honest with yourself, you actually catch yourself behaving the same way as the people that you think are toxic. And of course, the third sign is that you hang out or you spend time around other people who also tend to blame external situations, people like your family, coworker, and friends who might be unconsciously influencing the way that you think. So those are your three points. So here's the call to action for today. And this is for you, my dear high achiever, or if you're not a high achiever, one of my dear listeners who is ready to take 100% responsibility for your life. And I know that it's scary at first because responsibility feels like a big heavy word, right? But what I like to do with my clients is I break down that responsibility word into responsibility, responsibility, responsibility. All that really means is that you have the ability to respond to something in your own way, your own choice. All right. That's what it really means. Taking responsibility means that you are choosing with your own willpower, your own desires, your own needs, how you want to live your life, how you want to respond to the things and the people happening in your life. So here's my call to action activity. 
I would write down a list of all of the things in your life that you will no longer blame other people for. A list of all the things that you'll no longer blame other people for and declare to yourself that from now on, you are 100% responsible for your own life. So here are some examples of even things that I put down on my own list that I've decided to take 100% responsibility for. Number one, my own decisions. This means that anytime I made a decision, if things didn't work out right, if it turned out it was the wrong decision, I wasn't going to blame other people for my decisions. Even if someone influenced me or even if someone was trying to make me choose something, I had to own up to the fact that ultimately the choice was mine. And if I was going to get anywhere in life, I had to accept that responsibility no matter what. The second was the people that I choose to allow into my life, right? I can no longer be angry at someone hurting me or taking advantage of me if I am the one that allows that to happen, right? Ultimately, I have agency over that. And so that is ultimately my responsibility and your responsibility at well. The third one that really changed my financial life was taking control for my own financial situation. And this means that I no longer blame anything or anyone else for my own finances. I don't blame the government. I don't even blame COVID. (laughs) I don't blame other people or trends or the holidays. I decided that everything financially was 100% within my control and that I would make it my own goal to create my own economy. And let me tell you, it feels so good to feel like I'm the creator of my own life. I have this money talk also with people who are interested in the program, but for some reason, they just can't get themselves over the edge. And a lot of the time, it's because they're not used to investing money in themselves, right? And despite the fact that they're high achievers, they're very capable of coming up with creative ideas. For some reason, when it comes to doing it for themselves, they get very tripped up and a huge emotional block comes up. And so one of the things I would recommend for anyone listening is take control of your own financial situations. And instead of seeing it as a limiting barrier, right, as the ceiling, start getting excited about ideas around how you can make the money and create the money that you can make this happen. Instead of defaulting to external situations and saying, oh, this is happening to me. This is out of my control. And therefore, there's nothing I can do about it. There's always something that we can do in any situation to start taking back our power. Any situation at all. If you think back to your past few years, right, no matter what the situation is, there's always something that you can do in that moment to start making it feel a little bit better for you to start taking back some of that control, the power that you have given away to other people, perhaps. You know, sometimes we get upset or angry about money situations or opportunity situations because secretly it's that we feel envious of people who can afford certain things or we feel like other people have these opportunities and we don't or other people are able to have these wonderful relationships and somehow we're struggling with them. And it really is a limiting belief that something that we desire is not possible for us right? Because of our past conditioning. But let me tell you, anyone who's listening to this podcast, if you have the brain cells to know to search for a healing podcast like this, it tells me that you are a resourceful person. 
you are somebody who knows how to create resources and find resources with that beautiful brain of yours. And so no matter what situation you're in that you feel like you're lacking or you don't have enough of, I believe in you. (laughs) And so I want you to also believe in yourself, knowing that there's no difference between you and that person that you envy or admire, right? The only difference is that they're doing something and you're holding yourself back because you're worried that it's not going to work out or you're worried that you don't have what it takes, but you do have what it takes. If you have the brain power to be able to find and listen to a podcast to better yourself, you can equally create the resources, the tools, the opportunities for yourself as well. Okay, so that's my little pep talk to you. If you really like this episode, take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram at by Gloria Zhang. Also, some exciting news. We now have six-month and 12-month plans available for my six-month coaching program that's called Soulmate Relationship Ready, which you've heard me talk about before. It's the place where we help high achievers break the cycle of toxic relationships and create secure love for life. So if you're a high-achieving professional and you're ready to be part of an epic community with only high achievers who are taking 100% responsibility for their lives and you really, really are excited about being in an environment like this, we're opening a brand new cohort for May 2022. Now, if you sign up now during Early Bird, not only will you get to access our brand new payment plans, you'll also get access to a bonus live workshop on energy clearing with me to help you get ready for this program. Go to bygloriazang.com slash soulmate to apply today or send me a DM on Instagram at bygloriazang. If you want to you know, hit me up, send me a voice note or a message um, just to talk about the program and if it's right for you. And as you guys know, I'm very accessible. I love hearing from all of you. Anytime someone emails me or sends me a DM, thank you so much. I've also got a free guide that you can download. It's the free guide to inner child healing that covers all four core wounds. You can download that in the link below or go to bygloriazang.com guide to get your free copy. And I'll see you in the next episode. If you love this episode, please hit subscribe and give us a five-star review. It really helps me a lot. So thank you. To join the community and get your daily dose of inner child tips, follow me on Instagram and social media at ByGloriaZang or visit ByGloriaZang.com. If you're a high achiever or entrepreneur who wants to work with me, message me the words high achiever and I'll get in touch. Thanks, bestie. See you in the next one. Thanks for tuning in, Bestie. I've got something for you. If you think this show deserves a five-star review, we'll send you my free Inner Child Starter Kit as a thank you for your support, which contains exclusive wallpapers and resources for you to download. To get your kit, just upload a screenshot of your review on Apple or Spotify to my webpage, bygloriazang.com slash reviews. The link is also in the show notes. There you can also check out my healing sessions and programs at bygloriazang.com. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast and I will meet you in the next episode. Mwah!